everyone, my name is Jordi Mueller and welcome to the Empower Women series of September and here with Stephanie Diamond from Schwab Charitable Planning and uh, she's the director of that department at Schwab and uh, thank you for being here today for the second time. Uh, last year we had a little podcast and it was around a lot of the tax changes happening in the country or it was uh, maybe a couple of years ago and um, the conversation kind of was driven towards that area in that past podcast and today I want to focus a little more about the purpose of charity and charitable giving and I think you are the right person to talk about so uh, I, I hope you're ready um, I know you had a just a session with a, a group of women and I'm assuming one of the questions that comes often is like how do I start thinking about this and do I have enough money to give? <laughs> and uh, so why don't we address those two right away and, and see where it goes. So how do I start planning about this? That's terrific. Uh, well, it was a great group of women and they had a lot of questions and they were all charitably inclined themselves. So a lot of them had started um, their giving. What they, I realized they hadn't yet done is created a plan. And so I think we all know that uh, we're much happier when we create a plan and then we can give with that plan in mind and then we can track our plan and refine our plan. So that's how I like to suggest people get started, which is know that at the end you want to have a plan. And so to get to that plan, there are two things that you want to consider related to charitable giving and planning. One is what are your financial considerations that you need to keep in mind, right? You, Jordi, you mentioned how much money should I give? You know, that's a very personal decision that you are going to, as a donor, have with your advisor um, based on you know, how much you have, what your expenses are, how much you need to live, how much you want to leave your kids. Um, and it's also driven by what are the causes that you care about and, and what do you want to fund? The non-financial perspective, though, is is that. What yeah. do you want to fund? Yeah. What are the causes you care about? That is like such an interesting aspect. Uh, recently, I would say the last two or three years here, we have put a lot of effort on life planning, a little bit more, in the, including in the financial planning part. And that's where we find out what people really care about and not all the time align to where they're putting their money and time. And I'm assuming that's something you also find with the people you talk to often. It's a great point. And I think what we find is that everyone tends to have a set of values and values inform your decisions um, or they should inform your decisions. And when you have a plan, you can start by thinking about what your values are. Um, and narrow down those values. Um, people are um, driven by a variety of set of values. It might be from their parents. It might be from their own personal experiences today, something that's happened in their life. From there, you can then think about, well, based on my values, what's motivating me to give, what are the causes that I want to give to? And how do I narrow down those causes? Because be effective, we found, it's really helpful to create a group of causes um, and prioritize those causes. It doesn't mean that you can't give to friends and family. It doesn't mean that you can't have you know, re some more reactive giving based on things that are happening in the world, like these disasters, you know, Dorian, for example. Yeah. Um, but again, be intentional. 
Yeah. And so values, causes, and then outcomes. Yeah. I think I think the narrowing down part. Um, I think it's so important for this because you cannot help everyone, and you also cannot have as much influence as you would like if you're helping everyone. And sometimes you finding out what you're really passionate about helps you not just get involved with your money, but also get involved with your time, and it aligns them a little bit better. Um, uh, I mean, finding the right organization is one thing. Making sure the organization is doing the right thing. <laughs> It's like the second layer of due diligence, which I, I know you talked a little bit about that today. How important is that for somebody that is involved in charitable giving to research the organizations a little deeper? It's a good question. And I think it really depends on how much time you have, <laughs> how much knowledge you already have of that particular yeah. cause. Right? Fair. Yeah. And, you know, the third thing that I've learned is whether you want to do this alone And this was a comment uh, that someone made um, in the room when we were talking about whether you go on to a, the web and you do the research independently, or do you want to join others and do more collective giving? There's um, organizations called giving circles, and you can join giving circles and, and do due diligence and learn about organizations um, with a group of others. I see. So it becomes more like a support group for charity. <laughs> and it's true. Like, and, and to be honest, you kind of learn what the people around you care as well. So it becomes a little of supportive part on that aspect. And uh, it reaffirms that you're also on the right track. Um, I know uh, we have a group of uh, women here at Lexington that, uh, especially as they are dealing with uh, elder care, Um, they have done research as a group or together on that particular aspect because they're all facing the same issues with their parents and it's all in the same area. Uh, I'm going to try to find information for you because it's, it's basically that. Yeah. Um, Can I make one point oh, yeah, to what sure. you just said? That's really um, interesting because when you think about the causes as we talked about, and you were exactly right, like we only have a certain number of resources and there's so many things that we want to fund. Yeah. Um, and... We really do need to prioritize. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one client that I worked with, we really focused on um, getting him to narrow his causes. And for example, one of his causes we found was conservation and the environment. Yeah. And then the other was education. But when we talked about this third area, what we realized was that it was a lot of different types of organizations, but it was all related to his community. Okay. So when we think about something like the giving circle that we talked about, um, that many times is focused on community giving. Mm -hmm. So that might be one yeah. category. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. then you can then have other ways to give in other categories that you care about. Yeah. And especially if they're not in, within your immediate circle, like conservation giving. Exactly. No, perfect. I, I totally get that. Um, I, I think a year ago, you actually did a little bit of, uh, uh, you had a slide or you had a presentation that had where most of the money goes to, uh, and this is industries or areas. And I was very sad to see that at the bottom of it was literally the environment. And uh, I think it was some social issues. And the first one was uh, people gifting to their churches and religious, religious organizations, which is everybody's preferences. I have recently, in the last year, uh, come to, to find out that the causes that people care the most are actually the ones that you have mentioned at the bottom of that. The problem is they are not putting their money there. 
and you are that's the misalignment that we have been finding is that when you are asking what people care about the most just like your client i like about conservation when you see where the expenses are when their investments are going it's not necessarily in those so uh, I wanted to ask you about that gap or that misalignment between what people in general in the United States are donating or giving charitable uh, contributions to and what they say they care about. Or you don't see a misalignment. Yeah, I can't say that I see a misalignment because at the end of the day, giving is personal. Yeah. And what I did say related to that slide yeah. when I showed it again today, I said, you know, this is just the landscape. Yeah. And what also is helpful is to, as you're thinking about your plan, to understand there's categories and causes, yeah. right? Yeah. Doesn't It really doesn't matter in a way um, what the big picture is. Um, it matters more where you give and that you feel that there's intention, True. And I remember you actually mentioned that last time that it was that we as individuals have way more impact on the whole spectrum than what we consider at the beginning. That was an eye opening for me because I thought the majority of direction of the big pot was by big organizations or big money. And in reality, it comes from individual contributions that direct these distributions of money. That was that was super interesting for me. I'm assuming that's still the case. Um, I also wanted to ask you, you, you talk a little bit about planning. Uh, and how important it is to have it at the beginning. What's the worst case scenario? <laughs> I, and I tend to ask this to a lot of guests. It's like, what is the worst case scenario for somebody that is charitable inclined but doesn't plan? Mm. I, you know, that's good. Good question. I mean, one of our one of our expressions is um, giving is good and giving wisely is great. So I don't know that there's a worst intention. But I was having a conversation with. Um, with an advisor and we were talking about clients who really do want to give and, and if they don't have the conversation with their advisor, like you do with yours, then there is this issue of perhaps being so overly inclined to give that you're really not making sure that you have enough money to live on. Yeah. It affects you personally. Right. So you, you want to have a good budgeting process. Like that's that I think, um, is probably one of the things that could be, you know, an issue, but that's, I'd say that's not the norm. No. And, and to be honest, we have experience and, and you can probably, uh, uh, I guess support this if, if, if you would like to, that is state plan becomes key on this because at the end of the day, if you are able to plan better, the tax consequences of some actions during your lifetime, you will eventually be able to give more just by default. There's more money in your pocket to give. And state planning becomes key of this. We, have, we see it with, with the bigger clients uh, here at the firm that gifting is, is just part of the conversation since the beginning. Because gifting is not just about organizations, it's also about the future generations. It could be your own family one. You did um, ask me the worst case scenario, and maybe maybe it wouldn't be the worst case because, as I said, giving is good. But one of the things that we feel is really important is that clients are using their best assets for giving. And I know I talked about that last time, but really thinking about using assets that have appreciated that if you were to sell those assets, you'd have to pay a capital gain. So I think that to your point about tax planning and estate planning, again, certainly not a worst case, but you can, you'll, 
hopefully have more money to give to the causes that you care about if you are working with your advisor to select the best asset. Yeah. Um, do you um, do you recommend a place uh, where people can go and start, for example, researching the organizations they are donating to? I know about Charity Navigator and all those websites. Do you, since you've been in this industry for a while, have a preferable place to go? Not really. <laughs> I think, again, it goes back to the question I or the comment I made earlier, which yeah. was you have to decide how you want to do your research. How much time do you have? How much knowledge do you already have about it? Do you want to do this alone or do you want to do this with others? And from there, there's a variety of resources that are out there to help you do that. And I think that's something... Um, from websites that already do due diligence for you to collective giving, like we talked about earlier, um, to sites like GuideStar Charity Navigator, which, you know, are doing some review. Again, it's all going to be dependent on your approach. Yeah. And I, and I know this is a little bit, um, uh, it's not fully related to charitable giving, but it touches a lot the industry that you are in, and um, which is impact investing. And I do want to dedicate just a minute or two on that conversation because it has become a method to people to be more, even more aligned with their money and where the impact they want to cause in society besides gifting. So um, how, how are your clients approaching this now with the possibilities of using vehicles for impact investing? I'm so glad you brought that yes, up. I am glad too. <laughs> um, and I think that this is really where uh, we're starting to see a change. Um, and that, and then the way I look at it is back to that initial plan. Yeah. And starting again with your values and your causes, and then taking a look at your resources. And so if you say, well, I care about these causes and I have philanthropic dollars mm -hmm. right, that I can allocate towards these causes, but at the same time, I have investment dollars that I want to allocate towards these causes as well. And that might be where sustainable or impact investing might come in. Yeah. So again, you want to really be aligned and you want to be aligned um, across your philanthropy and your investments. Um, we've heard so many stories where families who have you know, made um, an incredible amount of money on an investment then turn around and say, oh my gosh, this investment isn't necessarily aligned with actually what I'm giving back yeah. to for the as the environment. Yes. For example. So, uh, again, it's just really having that intention to say, this is what I'm motivated to do. This is what I care about. And then figuring out how you do that and the right buckets of dollars to do that and have the maximum impact that you can. No, that's great to hear. Uh, I, I, we have a lot coming on this area in at Lexington and, and a lot. I'm thinking the next year, it's probably going to be the ESG and SRI year for us. But the, the one thing that I want to make sure like people understand is like those times where you used to have a money completely separated for gifting, they're almost gone in the sense of like impact, not for charitable planning uh, purposes, but on the impact part, they're almost gone. You can probably find a cause or find a way to invest all your money um, uh, consciously throughout your portfolio these days. So that's kind of what we're trying to educate a lot of people. And I'm sure we're going to be talking to you about it in the future. Um, 
I tend to uh, uh, to tell people where to like something they can start doing tomorrow uh, from any, every single time we have a guest here, and it seems that the one you probably would say is like start narrowing down your classes. <laughs> That's probably the one you would say. Um, but what can I start doing tomorrow? Tomorrow to make my charitable planning better. It's a great question, and I think there's a few things. And and again, it's going to be really where you're at today. Okay. Right. I mean. You, Clients oh, come to us. I with, hope you're not referring to me. Cause... Not you. Um, but but <laughs> when I think about the yeah. group of women that were yeah. in the room today, and they're all in different places. Yeah. So in terms of what you can do, I think it's just to stop, think about what it is that you're doing, right? yeah. why you're doing it, and are you aligned? Yeah. And if you're not, say, if you're doing something that's not aligned with your motivations, um, say, let me take a step back and really think about how I might adjust. I see. Yeah, no, alignment and awareness is something that uh, we, I personally try to push a lot uh, around people uh, in this particular industry. Uh, every client is different. Everybody's in a different starting point. But if you're not aware of where you are, it becomes really hard to start planning anything. And for, for charitable planning... Oh my God, like with the hurricanes, you get all these emails from Red Cross, you get all these emails from everybody. It becomes so reactive. And then you start realizing, I haven't actually sat down to say what I care about. And I think that's that's the takeaway I'm taking from you right now, which is reactive yeah. versus planning. And I'll just caveat that with something. I think that um, it uh, there is a place for reactive giving. Yeah. Um, we have to, I mean, we want to support, and I imagine many people want to support, um, these natural disasters and these causes. So that might not be your intentional or your planned giving. Um, and I, I don't think that that's a wrong thing. Um, I think though, that if you are giving to a lot of different causes and you haven't really thought about why, um, maybe just taking a step back. Uh, but on the other hand, I do want to make this point because <laughs> we shouldn't be like just stuck also and feel paralyzed because, oh my gosh, we haven't created this plan. So therefore we can't give at the same time, okay. right? There's going to be th- things that come our way yeah. and we might want to give to them and test them and have fun with them. Um, give to causes that are, we find interesting. Um, it doesn't mean that we have to stop yeah. uh, if there's something that intrigues us. But at some point we can ask ourselves, you know, as maybe we start giving on a larger basis, why are we doing this? I see. Awesome. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Sure. <laughs> I think everybody falls in all the buckets. <laughs> well, and uh, I know you had a, a train to catch, so I appreciate your time today. And uh, we'll definitely put your contact information at the bottom if, if anybody has any questions. Uh, uh, so until next time, uh, this was Empower Women Series with Stephanie Diamond and Jordy Miller. Thanks so much, Jordy. Thank you. Thank you.